Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new module of DBT. Yay! Yay! Last one. I know, last module. I'm a little sad about it. I know. What next? Well, we'll figure that out. Stay tuned as Michelle and I figure that out. Um, Yep. (laughs) Anyway, so I think we've done this. We did this at least for emotion regulation. Emotion regulation. Yeah, there is one in distress tolerance, right? No. Yep. Okay, so if you hearken back um, to uh, emotion regulation, you'll remember we did a myths episode. Uh, and so that's what we're doing again. This one is myths related to dun, 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 interpersonal effectiveness, which is the new module we're starting, which I realize I didn't say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to do kind of like we did with the last one, which is we're going to take turns reading out myths and saying what our challenges would be to those personally, what comes up with us. Um, and yeah, hopefully you hear some, well, I mean, maybe what I mean to say is, unfortunately, you'll probably hear something that resonates with you uh, (laughs) in the lift of myths. I don't know if many of us, I don't know, escape without those. Are myth-free? Yeah, I don't (laughs) think that's, I don't think that's a thing. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, you'll probably hear some, and maybe our challenges resonate with you, but if they don't... Uh, come up with your own. We'll definitely have stuff on the Facebook page, I assume. Michelle mm-hmm. nodding. Um, for you to look yep. at these things. So, uh, if our stuff doesn't resonate, come up with your own. But, yeah, I think we're ready to dive right in. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we talked about this way at the beginning, probably in our first episode of, like, reviewing what each of the different modules is. But in case you've forgotten and in oh. case for any reason you're like, eh. interpersonal effectiveness, <laughs> big words, what what the hell are you guys talking about? Relationship stuff. Um, <laughs> communication stuff. That's what this module is all about. So that's what we're going to be going over the next however many weeks. And that's what all these myths are about. It's just getting along with others. Interacting with much. other human beings. Yes, interacting with other human beings, exactly. So, I will read off the first one. And the first one says, I don't deserve to get what I want or need. Um, I think basically meaning I don't deserve to get what I want or need from other people, yeah. unfortunately. So, Kate, what's your challenge to that one? Um, hmm. I want to say two things that sound contradictory, but I think they go together, which is any given... Uh, you know, want or need may not be something I deserve, but I deserve on average to get what I want or need, right? So individual mm-hmm. needs or wants need to get assessed individually rather than a blanket yes or no. Yeah, that you don't deserve anything mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah, you can't quite <laughs> say you deserve everything, but you definitely mm-hmm. can't say you don't deserve anything. So maybe that's a more succinct challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's 
maybe how I would challenge this one is like, it isn't fair to, yeah, expect other people to always give us what we want or need. Like, it's not this thing of like, anything you ask for, you're going to get. That's not how it works. And at the same time, you still deserve to ask for what you want or need, even if you may not always expect to get it, if that makes sense. Like, you're deserving <laughs> of having it. saying this in a punchline. It's hard to do it succinctly, right? Yeah, I, this is a long rambling sentence that's probably not even a sentence anymore. But yeah, like, you are deserving. And, you know, you can also have reasonable expectations, expectations of what you may or may not be likely to receive. <laughs> Hopefully this makes sense, you guys. This is only the first one. We've got a long way to right, go. Moving on. <laughs> moving right. on. If I make a request, this will show that I am a very weak person. Ooh. I mean, I think it's something where making a request takes a lot of courage. I think it's hard to ask for what we would like. So I think that if you are asking and making a request, um, it doesn't show that you're like somehow weak and well, I can't do it myself. So that makes me weak that I'm needing to ask for help. I think that really is a sh sign of strength to be able to ask for help because it's hard to do. <laughs> I see you stealing my answer. If I just shorten it up, does that make it my own? I was going <laughs> to say asking for help <laughs> requires personal strength. Um, mm -hmm. All right. What's a different way? Um, oh man, this is just silly, but it's the first thing that came to mind other than the thing you said, which is like, <laughs> think about it, like professionals, like jobs and stuff have to, people have to make requests all the time in ways that we don't think of as being weak. I don't know. The first like idea that popped to mind is like a surgeon asking for different tools and implements. Uh, you know, yeah, like people. you have to make requests yeah, like, in order to like function sometimes. Yeah, you can't get through life without making requests. So, mm -hmm. obvious, and since not everyone is a very weak person, obviously making requests doesn't make you a weak person. <laughs> yes, there you go. That works. <laughs> this one says, "I have to know whether a person is going to say yes before I make a request." Oh, the first answer I have is such a tiny little twist, which is just, while I would prefer to know if a person is going to say yes before I make a request, we can't know what other people are going to say. So, yeah. Anytime you're using the word, like, I know, in the regards of, like, I know what someone will say if I ask for this. You don't know. You strongly suspect. You have an intuition. You have something. But you don't actually know. So maybe, maybe instead yep. of like, uh, I'd like to know, just you can't know. I can't know what someone's going to say. So I can't let that hold me back. There you go. That's my challenge. Yeah, I think that works. My challenge is a little different to this because, um, I mean, I agree with you, of course, 100%. That all made sense. And also, like, I tell my clients sometimes pretty regularly that, like, you are not wrong for asking. Like, mm -hmm. that other person gets to decide whether they say yes or no. And just because they may say no to what you ask does not in any, may, any way mean that you are wrong for bringing it up in yes. the first place. Like, that's that person setting boundaries for themselves, which is completely okay. And you are also completely okay for asking. Yes. I like was just everyone thinking, wins. Like one of the things I tell people all the time is don't set other people's boundaries for them. Yeah. So by not requesting, you're not allowing that person the free will 
to make that mm-hmm. choice. You're deciding yep. that they don't want to do the thing without yeah. letting and them then in. You're on deciding the to hold back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I cool. already get confused. This was mine. Okay. Yes, if, this I, one's yours. if I ask for something or say no, I can't stand it if someone gets upset with me. Who? I mean, that is a hard one <laughs> for me because <laughs> it is hard for me yeah. when people get upset with me or when I hear no. I mean, that does not feel good. And at the same time, I think my biggest challenge to this is like, I can stand it. Like, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if I don't like it, even if I feel that initial like reflex of, oh, I feel guilty, <laughs> you know, for having asked or brought something up or offending this person, I can stand those emotions that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I can get through it. That's how I would challenge that if someone says no to me. I think that this is why we have to alternate because we think so alike that, I don't know, we have to take turns. This one's hard for you too. Stealing <laughs> each other's answers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, even if it's uncomfortable, I can, I can tolerate the feeling. Um, mm-hmm. But here's a different one. All right, so... Uh, other people are not the arbiters of reality. So yeah. someone being upset with you doesn't mean you did something wrong. Doesn't inherently mean you did something wrong. Right? People have their own baggage. Yep. <laughs> feelings are not facts. Yep, feelings Lots are not things facts. things said before. All those things. So, yeah, I guess what I would say is just because someone's upset doesn't mean that I did something wrong. Yeah. Yep. I think that works. Cool. Okay. This one says, if they say no... It will kill me. Um, am I allowed to have a challenge that's just hyperbole isn't useful? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it will kill me. Like, really? Come on, DBT. Yeah, it's a bit extreme. I get it. Like, I've I've certainly been more than often enough guilty of hyperbolic thinking or saying hyperbolic things. Um. I've even at times when enough upset thought that maybe an emotion was going to kill me. But the thing to remember is that it won't. So it's like yeah. the most straightforward thing. But the reality is just it'll feel awful, but I won't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, I mean, yes, again, I I think all of that is really good. So I'm trying to think of what to add <laughs> to Told that. you, we're just stealing but, each other's answers. That's all this is going to be. Yes. We've become one brain. Um, <laughs> and also, like, if they say no, I mean, and, you know, we've talked about this idea before on the podcast, too, of, like, what other people think of you says more about them than it does about yes. you. And I feel like if someone says no to you, it just says something about their experience, where they're at. It doesn't really reflect on you just because they're saying no. And so if you think about it in that way, it just makes it a lot more bearable and less likely to quote-unquote kill you (laughs) like it's disappointing to hear a no answer Mm -hmm. and like their no answer does not reflect on you yeah likely i like it all right i like this one because this one is a hard one for me so i'm this one's hard for me too oh no all right making requests is a really pushy bad self-centered selfish etc thing to do it's a hard thing to do (laughs) that's accurate making requests is a hard thing to do and that also like does not make me as a person pushy bad self-centered selfish or any of the things that it says when i make 
a request. I mean, the reality is, too, that if we really think about it, we probably make requests far more often than we think we do yeah. of people. And some requests have higher stakes. Some requests are really big, like asking your boss for a raise or something like that. Like, that's a big request. Um, or asking someone to show up for you in a way that's really vulnerable. And yet, like, you're probably making requests every day and, like, requests are not pushy, bad, self-centered, or selfish. So therefore, you can't really be either, even if it's an uncomfortable thing to do. <laughs> I I like that, for one. I have actually two things I was thinking of is, one, there are very different ways to make a request, quote-unquote mm -hmm. request. So I would say there's a big difference between something like, hey, Michelle, can you come over here and help me lift this box? And get your ass over here and help me pick this up. Right? Those yeah. are not... Those are not created equal. Those are different. That's true. So, yep. can a request be pushy, bad, whatever? Sure. But, you know, a lot of that's in the delivery. So, how are you going about doing it? That's one thing. But, my other more, uh, what was I going to say? More <laughs> out of the box um, the way of thinking about it is, you know what? Being self-centered and selfish, etc., gets a really bad rap, and I don't think it's fair. Yep, agreed. There are a lot of really important places to be self-centered and selfish. It's important. It's a good. It's good for you. It's you know. Can it be bad? Yes, but so can anything in too high of an amount, right? You can literally overdose on water. So, sure. It uh, you know. Can it be bad? Yes, but it doesn't have to be. Just be self-centered and selfish sometimes. You're important. It's okay. There. I really like how you talked about the different deliveries because that is so true. Like requests can be all those things, but they don't have to be. That's not inevitable. Yep. <laughs> okay, this one. So we're kind of flipping here oh, a little yeah. bit. We've been talking about if you ask for something these past few uh, myths here. And now this myth says saying no to a request is always a selfish thing to do. So someone asks you for something and you say no, uh, therefore you are selfish in saying no to them. Uh, so how do you challenge that, Kate? Well, all right. So the first thing is just to me feels like an exact replication of what I was saying about the last one, mm -hmm. which is, all right, this is not 100% true and I'm a terrible literalist. So here I am not avoiding hyperbole again. Uh, so it's not quite true, but bear with me. Uh, so what? It's selfish. Why is that an inherent? That's not inherently a criticism. Like, yes, most of, not all, but most of the time, if you're saying no to something, it's because you're looking out for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's self-centered. Is a It is a decision that is centered on yourself, literally. But that doesn't make it bad. <laughs> there are times when it's incredibly important to be selfish. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. That's my, there's other thoughts I could have, but we're only doing one each, so there, that's my Yep. Well, and I, I agree. And kind of where my brain went, which is a little different than when you're, where your brain went, is like, there are so many different various reasons for why we may say no to a request. That's true. Maybe we're literally there incapable. Could be, yeah, like there could be so many circumstances or so many other things going on in our lives that it's like, we're not in some situations going to be saying no because it's like, well, I just don't want to which is, I think, kind of what this implies. Like, sometimes it may be like, I really want to. Like, I really wish I could. 
and I can't because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And like, that's not selfish. And yeah. again, we don't like how selfish is typically used. So <laughs> there could be lots of reasons to say no to a request. Yes, Depends. that's true. Fair enough. Oh, it's you next. Good on. <laughs> um, nope, it's Nine. No. Well, it is. Yes, Damn you're it. on eight. <laughs> Kate on eight. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, well, there I mean, you go. It's already it already fucks itself. I should anyway. I should <laughs> be willing to sacrifice my own needs for others. Who? I mean, I think it's something where, like, if it's that whole like you, how does that expression go? I'm totally blanking on it. Of like, you can't fill other people's cups if your cup is empty oh, or put your own something like first. that. Yes, it's totally that idea. There's yeah. tons of expressions out there around it, but it's just kind of like, you cannot give to others unless you are first giving to yourself because you won't have anything to give if you're constantly putting your needs on the back burner. It, you will eventually get burnt out by doing that. Yes. And so it, it, to say, like, you should be willing to sacrifice your own needs for others, like, that's a recipe for disaster. You've got to put your own needs first in order to then take care of others in the way that you're able to do so. Oh, that's such a good answer. <laughs> I don't Come know. up with something. Um, you can do see. it. Well, I mean, my first obvious problem is with the word You don't should. like should. <laughs> um, well, and then, you know, because I get too much in my own head, I think something like, like, well, there are, there are actual moments where that statement is accurate. There are times and places and situations in the world in which the morally correct thing, which is what should is about, the morally correct thing is to sacrifice yourself for others. But that's such a blanket statement. That's like the exception. Yeah. This being true is the exception, not the rule. Maybe that's my whole challenge. I like it. That works. <laughs> Basically, your challenge is like, not always. Yeah. In fact, rarely. <laughs> rarely. <laughs> not yep. never, but rarely. Right? And that's, I think, yeah. the should, right? Remember, should carries with it this idea of moral obligation. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes, you should feed your children before yourself, I guess, if there's not enough food to go around. Or so, right? Like, there's places, there's things, but most of the time, they can fuck right off. Yep. Agreed. Okay. This one says, I must be really inadequate if I can't fix this myself. Uh, what superhuman is good at everything? Kids <laughs> 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 uh, challenge. That's my challenge. Right? Because we don't say what the this is. I don't know. Yeah, is. I was kind of thinking that same thing, too. I was like, what's this? Because... Yeah, it almost sounds as if what's implied is like, I must be really inadequate if I can't fix everything, everything. myself. Yeah, right? And so what superhuman is good at everything? Um, also, I don't know. Uh, so that's one idea and or, uh, yeah, we're all grossly in inadequate at most things, which is sort of the opposite side of that, right? The, the same thing, opposite side of the coin, right? We're not, none of us are good at everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you look at all of the things that it's possible to do in the world... Most, uh, no, all of us? Yeah, I'm going with it. All of us are grossly inadequate at a majority of things in the world. Ha! There you go. I am a woefully inadequate blacksmith. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woefully inadequate 
computer programmer. Right? Like, yeah, you probably are totally inadequate at a lot of things. And. <laughs> yep. You're human. And you still have some things you're probably good at. Yes, exactly. Yep. So I don't know. Somewhere between no one's good at everything. And of course, you're bad at most things. You're human. And that's part and parcel. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty similar to where my head went with this one. Um, but yeah, to just be like, I must be really inadequate. I don't know. It just sounds so down. And it's kind of this idea where it's like, we do not exist in isolation for a reason. Like we are social creatures. Mm -hmm. We have lived in community since the dawn of time in groups because we need to, rely on other people (laughs) it's like it's so crucial to our survival that to say like well i'm inadequate if i can't fix something myself it's just kind of like no yeah it's what you were saying really of like no it's because you're human and it you know we all need help interdependency (laughs) is normal yeah i think if i really had to boil down my challenge to this it would be like we all need help sometimes yeah we all need help a lot of the time right (laughs) I don't know. I, I'm more than happy to own my inadequacy. <laughs> All right, number 10. Pardon me. Uh, obviously, the problem is just in my head. If I would just think differently, I wouldn't have to bother everybody else. Oh, that's, that's rough. It is. <laughs> um, I mean, it, and the piece that I think I agree with in this myth is like the think differently piece because like it is true that when we do change how we're thinking about something that alone can really help us sometimes. Mm -hmm. The part that I disagree with is the part where it's like, well, there's two parts here. The problem is just in your head. It isn't probably some of the time (laughs) and I wouldn't have to bother everybody else. Um, And so it's just kind of like, yes, you can start with yourself. Like you can start with looking at the problem and being like, hey, again, check the facts and (laughs) all this stuff we've talked about before. And like, would it be helpful for me if I change my thinking on something? And then if you realize that, you know, your emotions around the situation do fit the facts and that another person is involved here, then you're not, you know, it's good to be able to go to that other person and include them and maybe sharing what you're thinking or coming up with a solution together or like whatever it is. Um, and to think that like, well, I'm just bothering everybody else. If something is bothering me, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making even sense anymore because there's so much in this that I'm trying to tease out, but like, no, it's, it's not inevitable. that. <laughs> it's not inevitable that it's just no yeah it's not inevitable that it's just in your head it's not inevitable that you're going to bother everybody it's completely okay to like first do your internal work but to then communicate with other people if needed and when necessary there you go there you go okay you have at it (laughs) this is a hard one it is a hard one (laughs) there's a lot here there is and i I don't know I, i was circling back around to one of the ideas um of you know, if I, I well, which one was it actually? Oh, I have to know if someone's going to say yes before I make a request. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's similarly with the bother everybody else. If you assume you're bothering people, then you're not giving them a chance to help you. 
And I don't know about you, but oftentimes I appreciate being useful. I appreciate being helpful. I appreciate being able to step in and make a situation better. So if people just assumed they were bothering me and never asked for my help or never asked for anything from me or never asked me to fix a problem or whatever, I don't know, I'd be pretty pissed to find out that I was missing all those opportunities to engage in the relationship in a positive fashion. So um, I think it's really not just harmful to yourself, but possibly harmful to others and to your relationship with others to assume that you're a bother just because you have a problem. Nice. Yeah, that's a very good challenge to that one. Um, this says, if I don't have what I want or need, it doesn't make any difference. I don't care, really. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> there you go. My, my first reaction was like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> and there, ladies and gentlemen, we have the difference between Michelle and I. Um, yes. Sorry, I that, that's that's this is me demonstrating um, what I say to my clients most of the time when they say something like it's fine, I'm like no, it's not. That's bullshit. Try again. Like it's so obvious that it's not fine. You're lying yeah. to both of us. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop lying about it. And let's work with reality, which is of course it fucking matters. Yeah, and you care. Duh. I don't know. That's really sarcastic. But honestly, <laughs> you are bullshitting yourself and it's not going to get you anywhere. You can't actually make yourself stop needing things or wanting things by deciding that you don't care. It doesn't work. Yep. Um, what goes through my head reading this myth is one word. Codependency. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, but see, my, my softer side was uh, self-compassion. Like you're not, yeah. you're not making yourself important enough if you're talking this way about yourself. So that's my softer mm -hmm. than bullshit uh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> but I like codependency. Say more. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it really is this idea of just kind of like putting yourself last and having what you want or need depend on making sure that everyone else is taken care of with what they want or need. Um, and you can only be okay when they are okay. That's the idea at the heart of codependency. And so when, you know, I read this myth and then to think of like how to challenge it, <laughs> I mean, those patterns can run really deep mm -hmm. for people. Um, and at the same time, it's kind of like everybody has their own wants and needs and everybody's wants and needs are important, including yours. So if you say, I don't care really, all right, sure. If, you know, <laughs> kind of like what you said, Kate, you don't buy that. There may be some people who are genuinely like, I, I, I don't care because that's how they've been. Yeah, it's really indoctrinated. Kind of conditioned or, yeah, exactly. It's just so in them that they truly don't care anymore. And that's what I, that's how I would challenge them. It's just like everybody's wants and needs matter, including yours. There you go. <laughs> I like matter. it. Um, before I launch into the next one, um, I thought it probably bore mentioning that on the on the handout that we're looking at, these first 12 myths um, are in a subcategory of myths in the way of objectives, effectiveness, which is a weird phrasing, but basically getting what we need or want. In making requests. Yes, making requests. Asking for yeah, things. Yeah, right. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, because the next next section has a different subcategory. But I'll let you say that, Michelle, since you do the first one there. Uh, the last one yeah. under objectives effectiveness is skillfulness is a sign of weakness. This is where I just say no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, skillfulness takes a lot of 
practice. I'm, I'm trying to think of how they mean this. I think what they maybe mean by this, this is just my best guess, is because I've been to this place before, too, where I've been so freaked out and nervous about asking for something or worrying that I'm going to tell someone something that they're not going to like. I have to mentally prepare. I have to write things down. Like, I mm. have to get myself ready and do a lot of preparation yeah and i have actually had times as i'm doing that that i'm like why can't i just be like other people who just like uh, do this who just okay. say what they think i have to yeah, do yeah, all yeah. this work <laughs> and because i have to do all this work to get my point across that yeah thinking at the heart of it like that that is a sign of weakness or a sign that something is wrong with me that i can't just speak my mind easily oh, okay. so i think that's what dbt means here um and if we assume that that's what they mean, I don't know. I just want to, <laughs> again, because I've been there so many times and I still get there sometimes where like I just feel a complete lack of confidence mm -hmm. in my ability to use my voice and say what I would like. It happens. I just want to like challenge this by being like, you're trying so hard and keep trying. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to use skills to try to communicate effectively and if you're putting in that work like just keep doing it and like you'll get there to a place where hopefully it comes a little more easily um so yeah i mean like we say i think with a lot of the ones where it's like this makes me weak we're like no it makes you strong but it it does like it's hard to say what we want sometimes and if you're putting in a lot of work to get there it does make you strong to put in that work i like it um i like your no because my first response was what um <laughs> but i actually how do i want to put that like you were talking about it making you know it's actually strong to practice those skills but how it can make you feel like something's wrong with you or something's broken or whatever yeah like that you need yeah. them in the first place yeah. yeah well what i always say to people is it's not what's wrong with you it's what happened to you um yeah so we're not none of us are like this and i put that in air quotes to be whatever your this is uh none of us are like this out of nowhere right we are a product of our past right we are a product of of our bodies and we are, the, we are the inevitable conclusion of all that has happened before this moment um so it's not right you're not you're not and so yeah it's not what's wrong with you is what happened to you so just because you need more assistance or you need more skills or you need more something than someone else might in that situation that person has their own places where they need <laughs> more right more help more skills more whatever so um even if it is a place of weakness that is not a thing about which to feel ashamed. Yep. Nice. That there sounds go. good. So we're going to move into the second half of the myths. We're halfway there. And the remaining myths really dive into talking about um, this idea of when we're communicating to stand our ground or ask for self-respect in some way. So there's communication. And we're going to get into this over the next couple weeks when we dive into the skills, but like we communicate for different purposes and different reasons. One purpose for communication is just what we were talking about of like you communicate because you're asking for something, you're making a request. These, <coughs> sorry, I want to say these and then this. I don't know how it came out. 
Um, <laughs> this next set of myths really is about like setting boundaries, standing your ground, because that could be another reason for why we communicate is to, you know, protect ourselves and um, show self-respect in a way. I'm reading ahead yeah. and a lot of these have similar feelings to me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> we'll see how diverse we can get. Okay, so the first one in this set says, I shouldn't have to ask or say no. They should know what I want and do it. If people were psychic, I would have already won the lottery. I don't know. No one's psychic, <laughs> right? I think I go, I don't remember which number because I can't remember. But whichever one I was saying, you don't actually know whether someone's going to say yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the reason you don't know is because no one knows. No one knows, right? Like, ideally, the people that we are in loving relationships with, etc., are doing their best, Right? They're working on their best guess uh, as to how to best interact with us, but they're going to fuck up because they're humans and humans fuck up. It's what we do. As long as you are human and still breathing, I promise you, you're going to fuck up again. I, just me too. Same with everybody. All humans. So uh, just because someone else fucked up doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. other than that they're yep. human. <laughs> so no one's psychic. <laughs> Everyone fucks up. There you go. That's my summation. No one's psychic. Everyone fucks up. Nice. Yeah. I was on a very similar track thinking about this one, which is basically like, yeah, nobody is a mind reader. Like, you know, and I think sometimes where this can come up is that maybe you have had a situation where you've told someone before, hey, that bothers me. Mm -hmm. And then they do it again. And then you can catch yourself being in this place where it's like, well, I shouldn't have to tell them because I already did. And like, they should know and blah, 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 blah. So even if you have that to back you up a little bit of like, mm -hmm. I've said something before and now I like shouldn't have to say something ever again. I just kind of go to this place of like, we are all storing <laughs> a lot of information in our brains all the time. Similar to what you said, Kate, like people are flawed, people are human, people fuck up, like we forget. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can probably pretty safely assume that this person has positive intent, like that they're not doing this thing to purposefully hurt you or to be an asshole, like, <laughs> you know, yes, you probably do have to ask for what you would like more than once. And that they may not always know or remember, even if you have mentioned it before. <laughs> it's I an like unfair it. expectation. Yeah. All right. Uh, you'll see what I mean about them being similar. Number 14. Yep. They should have known that their behavior would hurt my feelings. I shouldn't have to tell them. So many shoulds, Kate. I know. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sure, there are certain things in life that are pretty obvious, I would say, fairly black and white, <laughs> you know, just kind of like, yes, if you surveyed 100 people and said, is that a behavior that would hurt someone's feelings? A hundred people would say, yes, absolutely, no question. There are some examples like that where it's pretty black and white, pretty clear cut. More often than not, though, there's a lot of gray here. And there's this expression of like, you know, treat others the way that you would like to be treated. And now that's kind of evolved and shifted to like, treat others the way they would like to be treated. Because this is what we do sometimes. We do things to other people and it wouldn't hurt our feelings mm -hmm. <laughs> so we assume it's not going to hurt theirs and then it does <laughs> and that's what happens in lots of interactions is we don't think something's going to be hurtful 
and then it is. So again, to expect that everyone should know better when you get hurt is very similar to the last one, an unrealistic expectation. Yes. <laughs> because there's a lot of gray area for what some people might find hurtful and other people might shrug their shoulders and be like, that's not a big deal to me at all. Fair point. I like this. We're going to see how different we can be because, yeah, right, the, the, my first one I answer is exactly the same as the first one, which is it. no one's psychic. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. But another thing I thought about, which is, I don't know if it counts as a challenge to this, but I think is useful. So I'm going with it. Um, is just, you know, um, there are multiple reasons to engage in any behavior or to avoid any behavior. Sometimes mm -hmm. hurting you was the less bad thing, right? People can do something that they know is going to hurt you without hurting you being the goal of the action, mm -hmm. right? Like it's a thing that they need to do for themselves or it's a thing that they have to do because of some other outside pressure. Like there's like, they know it's going to hurt you and they regret that it's going to hurt you, but that's the decision that they need to make and hurting you is an inevitable consequence that can't be avoided. So I just think it's important to recognize, and I think you've touched a little bit on this, Michelle, that, you know, people aren't necessarily being malicious just because they do something that hurts you. Um, quite often the goal of the behavior was not hurting you. Uh, it was a side effect, um, known yeah. or unknown. Uh, so I don't know. I just think that's an important thing to think about. Yeah. I like that way of thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Next one says I shouldn't have to negotiate or work at getting what I want. I think almost so many of these have should and shouldn't and it's driving me crazy. I was looking ahead and there's, yeah, only a couple so that don't have many. it. <laughs> anyway, all right. <sighs> I shouldn't have to negotiate or work at getting what I want. I just don't. What world do you live in? What's this, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. More serious, Kate. Um... While it can be difficult to have to work or negotiate, ultimately I'm going to feel more accomplished when I get the thing I want, having put in the time and effort to get it. There you go. There you go. You feel good about it? Yes. I'm sticking okay. with it. It's better than my sarcastic, who the, what the fuck world do you live in? That's not a, that's not a nice. I should be, sorry, anybody whose myth this is out there, I'm sorry. I'm being a jerk. I don't mean to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something where it's like, yes, in this ideal world, and I hope this world comes one day, <laughs> like, that, you know, at least here in the United States, you know, there are not some things like there are in other parts of the world. Like, there's not free childcare and housing is uh, through the roof and it's not always affordable. Like, yes, in an ideal world, there would be these conditions where everybody makes a fair wage and can create a good life for themselves. Well, I didn't even everyone... think about that stuff. That makes much more sense. You're making it make more sense. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Like, yes, to some degree or another, like, it makes me sad that people do have to work for these things that are really ought to just be, like, basics for inhabiting this yes. planet that oh, we're so on and, like, than being I was able picturing. to move forward. My biases yeah, so are it... showing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, so, again, like, I, I kind of went there at first. And at the same time, like, life has hardships. And sometimes those hardships involve our relationships with other people. And sometimes that means that, yeah, this other person is going to have a goal 
or something that might get in the way of us getting what we want. And then it's important to negotiate, kind of like what you were saying, mm-hmm. Kate, what you said in the last one sort of inspired my thinking on this a little bit, which is like sometimes we get hurt and people don't mean to hurt us. Yeah. Sometimes we have goals and other people have goals and those goals don't go together. <laughs> and then it is really important that if you really want that thing you want, that working for it and negotiating is a necessity there. Like we do have to work for the things we want in life. And sometimes that means we have to communicate with other people <laughs> in order to get closer to the goals that we have. So yes, there are some things that I really wish did not have to be worked for. Fair. And then there's other things that we're going to have to work for no matter what, because it's part of being human. <laughs> well spoken. I like cool. it. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Next one. Uh, other people, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Other people yep. should be, ugh, should be willing to do more for my needs. <laughs> um, I think it's something where, uh, and again, to try to validate the myth first, I suppose, like, there are, I mean, and I see this with some of my clients. I think this sometimes with people in their lives. I'm like, you know, they have very little support. Oh, yeah. And it really would be great if they had people doing more for them. No, yeah, my first thought was, <laughs> yeah, really sometimes sad. that's true. That was my first thought was, yeah, yeah. sometimes that's accurate. Yep. Yep. I think that's kind of my first thought, too, of like, yeah. Under some circumstances, it would be really great if you had people showing up for you more. Because as I mentioned earlier, like we are social creatures and we do depend on each other and all of that. And at the same time, I kind of go back to what we were addressing in the first half of the myths, which is that a lot of this requires asking on your part because people cannot read your mind Ooh, you and they may not even know what, what you your needs are is that the thing right yes yeah. yes it's exactly that of like if you are going to people and you are voicing your needs time and time again and you're never getting even like one percent met like yes that is kind of sad <laughs> and at the same time if you're just sitting around expecting and hoping that people are gonna show up for you it doesn't work that way either like <laughs> you do have to do some asking in order to hopefully have people help you out with your needs a percentage of the time. Not always, but some of the time. Yeah, oh, I like that. Um, uh, what do I have to say that's different? The, yeah, I don't know, my first thing really still is that sometimes that's correct, right? But mm-hmm. then there's, you know, still a, a small percentage of places where that should is appropriate, right? Um, be awfully nice if is pretty true most of the time but there's a very small percentage of people who actually should be willing to do more or you know be doing stuff for your needs that's another moral obligation kind of thing um but oh gosh what else do i want to say michelle you said it all so well oh thanks see i told you i maybe wasn't done whining no see <laughs> let's see other people should be willing to do more for my needs um hmm. i Maybe, maybe what it is, is looking at, like, opening yourself up to, like, looking at it from the other person's perspective. Like, what, what sometimes gets in the way or makes you choose to do less to support other people's needs, right? There are, or less for your own or needs, less for yourself. too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, maybe people aren't doing more for your needs because they actually have good reasons. Right. Like, mm-hmm. don't, maybe not. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying definitely true, but it's worth looking at. Like, all right, is this person just being a dick 
or are they overwhelmed by their own life circumstances right now or do they have very little to give or do they you know what 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 reasoning might they have for Mm -hmm. not doing as much for your needs Um, and sometimes a door into that can be looking at what are times that maybe you haven't done for other people and what were your reasons uh, if you need help finding a door into it I guess I think that's good yeah Next one says, other people should (laughs) like, approve of, and support me. Uh, Some of them? Um, It's nice the more people that do. Uh, All right. So my first thought is your people will. Whoever your people Hmm. are, right? You're much more likely, I think, to run into this problem if you are looking for and or expecting this from everybody, uh, which you're not going to get. And again, if you need to look at yourself, maybe this is a door in. Think about the people you do not like, approve of, or support. Um, You can, I bet, also now think of people that you do not want to have, like, approve of, or support you. Um, One of the examples I give a lot to my clients is, uh, you know, if a neo-Nazi walks up and gives me a high five, I need to reevaluate my life. Something has gone very wrong. All right, like there are people I actively want to disapprove of me. <laughs> because if they don't, I have suddenly stepped far, far, far outside of my own moral values. Right? So your people, A, probably will you know, like, approve of, and support you, right? If you go out into the world and you are being yourself, that is the best way to find your people. And those are the people to look to for that approval, for that support, for for liking you in that fashion. So don't don't look for and expect it from everybody um, because A, you're not going to get it, and B, you honestly don't want it. Um, And then B, you're going to get it from your people. So spend your time and energy there, not on trying to make something impossible happen yep i really like everything you just said i'm kind of struggling to think of what else to add on to that you know it because yeah in an ideal world like you know everybody you know i believe anyways like even some really horrible people in this world like there's probably there's some good somewhere oh yes within everyone like you know we're not born bad quote-unquote we're not born evil quote-unquote like we all come into this world as screaming crying little babies and then (laughs) circumstances and events shape us into who we eventually grow into in in adulthood so yes it'd be lovely if everybody was like liked approved of and supported because then the world would be a much happier place there'd be more love that sounds real nice Aww. um and at the same time like you know yeah kind of like what you were talking about kate like there are people out there where you can find this and if you're not getting it from people around you you know yeah it's either just because they are not your people Or because, again, they may have some stuff going on within them where it's hard for them to support you. Or you guys just may really, you may be, again, this kind of goes back to, like, they're not your people. But, like, you know, people can love you and also struggle to sometimes agree with you. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Or, you know, I think about, like, family relationships. I have my family members who I love and I can't 
understand some of the choices they make, like, or the causes they support or their political views or whatever it is. So I don't necessarily approve of <laughs> what they choose to do. Do I still love them? Yeah, I do at the end of the day. So it's like to try to get all three of these boxes checked, like liking, approval, and support, <laughs> maybe a tall order. Hopefully you can get one out of the three with the people you're close <laughs> to in your life. <laughs> and that's that's pretty okay. All so, right, I like yeah. it. All right, number 18, moving right along. Uh, they, they, I don't even know who that is. They <laughs> don't deserve my being skillful or treating them well. That's a good point, yeah. Who is the they? But, I mean, maybe it just means someone who's, like, wronged you, someone who, who has hurt you. Um, who, and don't get me wrong, if somebody is being abusive towards you, abusive. I know <laughs> like, abusive, it was a little funny sounding. Yeah, like, I'm really going to emphasize that there, like, intent to harm you, emotionally, physically, or otherwise, then, you know, you have a right to defend yourself, and it's really important that you put your own needs first to try to protect yourself from the abuse that you're experiencing by this person. Okay. That's not hopefully going to be the majority of your interactions with others, because as we've talked about, a lot of times when we get hurt, it's on accident or it's by mistake or the person didn't mean to hurt us. So if we go into interactions with other people, assuming good intent, then it's one of those things where how I would challenge this is like, you know, when we what we put out is what we are hopefully more likely to receive. Not 100% of the time, but if you put out a skillful, kind response, we talked about mirror neurons before, I think, right, yeah. Kate, at yes. some point in time or another? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you think about, like, how as human beings, we naturally sort of mimic each other and we naturally respond to how someone is <laughs> uh, relating to us, we're more likely to match them. Put something good out there. It will do far more harm than good to say, well, I'm not going to be skillful or treat them well <laughs> than it's going to be to be like, okay, I'm going to try to lead the way here a little bit and see if that maybe shifts or changes the interaction somewhat. So even if the person maybe messed up, again, unless they had ill intent or behaving in an abusive way, I think it is beneficial to you and to them to be skillful and treat them well. I like it. And at the very end, you almost said something similar to what I was going to say, but I think my idea was actually different this time. Go for it. Ta-da. Um, I don't give a shit what they deserve. You deserve being skillful and treating people well because it feels better. Nice. That was more or less my thought was like, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they or have what been they doing. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I know that you deserve moving through life being skillful and treating others well because that's going to sit better in your, I was going to say soul, which is funny because I don't necessarily believe in such things. But, right, that's going to sit better with you. You're going to feel better moving through the world being skillful and treating people well. So I don't care what they do or don't deserve. You deserve it. That's nice. Okay, this one says, getting what I want when I want it is important. Oh, is most important. Excuse me. <laughs> getting what I want when I want it is most important. Wow. Have fun with that one, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It doesn't uh, have a should. Uh, it doesn't. That's true. Um, by the way, I don't know if you can tell when Michelle and I don't go through and re and pre-write stuff because this is us having to think on the spot. Yes, we are totally thinking on our feet here. <laughs> We're we much more rambly could. when we have not written things and out. I've read through these beforehand, but pshaw. Who does that? Um, <laughs> all right, focus, Kate, focus. Getting what I want when I want it is most important. What does that even mean? Um, it, things can feel very urgent in the moment, but most things are less important than they feel like in the moment. That's what I'm going with. Right, We there is, right? Our, whatever we're wanting, whatever we're needing, whatever's going on for us feels very right now. Must now, must do the now, right? Uh, but a whole lot of things are just not as important or as urgent as they feel in the moment. So uh, bring in a little wise mind. Get out of your emotion mind a little bit. <laughs> and maybe this will, you'll calm down a little about that. <laughs> nice, Kate. Um, I have a headache, by the way, everyone. I'm just going to put that out there. I think every now and then I brain a little less good. Um, <laughs> my head hurts. There's the whining again. Yeah. That's the other good way to tell that I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing great with getting through it, and we're, we're almost there. We're getting close. Um, so close, so close. Yeah, I mean, for this one, my first response was like, you're a little spoiled. Um, <laughs> getting what I want when I want it is most important. Um, because it's something where it's like we are. We're, we're part of a larger system. And what we want may not always be realistic, may not always be feasible. <laughs> it may not always be what is going to serve the collective that we are like a part of the and if it's like a workplace good. or a family Sorry. or whatever it is what'd you say i said the greater good anyway the greater good yeah it, it may not always serve the greater good and it doesn't mean that like you're bad or wrong for wanting what you want no. and also like it's what you want is not always going to be the most important <laughs> and it's not always going to make sense no unfortunately so again you can try to ask for what you'd like you can try that, but it doesn't mean you are going to get what you want when you want it. No. Nope. <laughs> no. All right, number 20. We're back on my favorite word. Um, I shouldn't be fair, kind, courteous, or respectful if others are not that way towards me. I feel like my response to this one is very similar right? to... Like, whichever number it was, 18? I think it was the one where it's like... 18. Yeah, yeah, 18. They don't deserve my being skillful or treating them well. It's very similar Me too. to that. <laughs> um, which is basically like, I don't know, again, I think there are going to be very few times in life where people don't deserve fairness, kindness, courteousness, or respect. I think there's very few times. Because even if two people are disagreeing having different viewpoints, not understanding each other, even maybe really disliking each other, both people, you know, <laughs> deserve to have those things. Like, <laughs> that would be great. Again, unless somebody has ill intent or is meaning to be abusive or hurt someone. Like, <laughs> you know, 
Um, and so to be like, well, I shouldn't be that way to others if I'm not getting that first. Yeah, it really does kind of go back to that one of like, lead the way and see if that helps with you getting some of it back. We don't know this other person's reasons for why they're not being this way towards you. We don't know their story. We don't know what kind of day they're having. We have no idea why they're maybe being an asshole towards you. And at the same time, like, that does not mean that you have to be an asshole in return because that's not going to help anything. Two wrongs <laughs> just gonna make, make it worse. right. <laughs> yep. Turns out. Um, which was, mm -hmm. if I were being super pithy, going to be my entire response. But um, I don't I don't know. I don't know how to do this without it just being a slightly different reframing of my same answers before. But it really is a similar kind of thing. Like, you don't they have their own morals and values and authenticity to worry about but you have yours what person yep. do you want to be like uh, most human beings that I've ever interacted with had a goal to be a fair kind courteous and respectful human being that was who they wanted to be like if you are in charge of acting in line with your morals and values no matter what other people are doing, right? That's that's the challenge. Are we all going to be perfect like this? Unfucking believably, no, 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 God no. I, you know, I I will throw down any human being who says that every action they have ever taken in the entire course of their lives have been in line with their own values. Like, go, suck a duck. But the the goal needs to be there. The intention needs to be there. And your judge, your behaviors aren't judged based on that other person's behaviors, right? Your 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 actions and words are judged against your own morals and values. So that's, to me, the, the question in every situation. Am I acting in alignment with my own values? The other person may be acting... Maybe they're being an asshole and that is in line with their values. I don't know. I don't know who they are and I don't know what their values are. But I don't have to worry about them. I have to worry about me. So, yeah. That's my thing. Nice. All right. Um, this one says, revenge will feel so good. It will be worth any negative consequences. <laughs> what was I saying about wise mind earlier? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very emotion mind statement. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. I don't know that this is true, but my first thought was the feeling good is temporary. The consequences could be much longer lived. Yeah. So don't don't lose sight of the forest or the trees or whatever right like look be be as kind to future you as revenge will feel to current you <laughs> mm -hmm. there you go that's my thought yeah yep i mean it is it's one of those things where like when somebody has wronged us and you know especially if somebody i think about like when kids are younger and stuff like that like kids can be really mean to each other yep like kids do say things trying to hurt someone's feelings that if it's like, ooh, if I could just get revenge on, you know, them because they said that thing to me the other day that hurt me so bad, then I'll feel better. But it is a very childlike way of thinking of like, I'm going to feel better when I make another person hurt. Like, <laughs> that that's what's going to make me feel good. And instead, like a much healthier, more wise mind way to approach this is like what will maybe feel so good is you figuring out how to if someone did do something that hurt you to figure out how you can tend to yourself and focus on like doing whatever you need to do to take care of yourself in that hurt 
state. Like, rather than immediately trying to hurt them. <laughs> um, because then, like, you just get into this back and forth. So, I don't know. I feel like, yes, it doesn't feel good to be hurt or anything like that. And also, it probably doesn't feel very good to hurt someone else either, especially while you're still hurting and you're just ignoring your own pain. Well, you're such a good person, Michelle. Thanks. <laughs> for for every not as good person out there, even if it feels really good in the moment, it probably won't last. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I liked what you said. I mean, what you said, honestly, Kate, what you said was like my very first thought, which is like, consequence. you don't want consequences that may last forever. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, kind of my backup thought was just kind of like, and it may not like, feel as good as you think it will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yes, we could have that. It's a very human emotion mind response to want to, you know, wrong people who have wronged us. And at the same time, like kind of like what you were saying earlier, yep. like that's not us acting in alignment yes. with our values most of the time. Hey, so. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. I, so I've been looking at this one for uh, like since the start. I'm so entertained. I don't even know what to make of it. I'm very excited to hear your challenge. All right. Ugh. Number, right? <laughs> number 22. Only wimps have values. <laughs> what? I'm going to see if I can again, like, try to understand what do you Yeah, no, you're being means. so much better about this. I think some, I think my empathy is not as good as it is. It's not too good as it may <laughs> normally be. So I'm excited to hear your what reinterpretation, Michelle. Yeah. Well, because it's hard because everyone has values everyone yep. like we all value something that's part of the human experience i mean yeah i'm really struggling to understand what they mean by this one i i want to maybe <laughs> guess that what they mean is like if you're i don't know it's some of this stuff that maybe we've talked about already of like kate and i have talked about like you know, you want to be treating other people with kindness and fairness and respect. Like, even if you are not getting that initially, that that will probably feel better to you because you're going to be acting in alignment with yourself. Um, and so that that's a good place to go. And I think maybe what it's saying is like, if somebody like wrongs you, like screw your values, you know, don't just be like this pansy who just takes whatever's being thrown at you. Like, you're supposed to stand up and fight. Like, I think that's what they mean. I'm <laughs> guessing. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the way to challenge this is everything that we've said before of just kind of like, you know, your values are there for a reason. We all have values. And when it comes to communicating with other people, even when our boundaries are maybe being violated or whatever it is like there's a way to stand up for yourself that also honors your values like <laughs> you know uh, that's I, how i would challenge I don't it know if this is that different or not i don't know I, my brain went away a little bit for a moment there but i think of it i don't know my approach is similar to our like, asking for things actually takes strength so it doesn't show weakness yeah uh, standing by your values takes a lot of strength a lot of times um you know it, to stand against maybe impulsivity in the moment or the thing that you emotionally want to do in the moment or standing up against what maybe the group you're with is doing or wants to do and standing by your values in the face of you know your friends group or your family having different opinions or different things they want to do like there's a lot of times where standing by living by 
your values is the definitely the uphill path, right? It's not the mm-hmm. it's not the easiest way to go. So I think yeah. that it's that's maybe mostly other than the what the actual fuck. Um, I think the <laughs> the best idea is no. It takes real strength. Like it really takes real strength to live by and have to really have values, right? We all have values, but to live, live by them, them out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. This next one is two words. Everybody lies. Can my response be yes? <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking a little I, bit I too. My, all right. So let's see. I'll, I'll try and <laughs> a myth that could like, be true. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, maybe there are conditions. I don't know. On average, I think if, if you throw a dart and hit a human, they'll have lied. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe what it's trying to get at, let's see if I can play Michelle here for a second, <laughs> is not just that everybody lies, which seems to me to be pretty close to demonstrably accurate, but, like, everybody lies, so lying isn't a big deal? Maybe that's the idea, or every... Yeah, I th- I do think that's actually probably how it means it okay. in this context. Like going with the one that it, the two before this and the one that's coming after, I think that's what it means. Is like everybody lies, so yeah, why does it matter? Yeah, what's the big deal kind of thing? Yeah, what's the big deal about lying? I can do it too kind so, of a thing. So, oh man, how much time do we want to spend on one thing? Uh, uh, so, not all lies are created equal either. Um, in America, where we don't get adequate time off, uh, and taking a day off to take care of ourselves isn't really seen as okay or valued or even allowable at times, I would say that there is absolutely nothing morally disagreeable about malingering, um, calling into work and pretending to be sick when you're not so that you can have a day off that you need for mental health or whatever reasons, right? Uh, (laughs) To all of my old employers out there, I have done this to every one of you. Um, like, it's true. I have malingered. I don't even feel bad about it at all. Uh, so, right, there's that kind of lie. And then there's the, no, husband, I did not sleep with your brother. Right? That's not, this is not the same. These things are not created equal. So, to try and excuse any one given lie by the omnipresence of lying in the universe is fallacious. Right? We have to look at the individual lie. What's motivating it? What are the consequences of telling it? What are the consequences of not telling it? Here we go. We're doing the pros and cons from a couple episodes ago. Um, right? Like, it's different. It's not It's not the same. So, does everybody lie? Yeah. But that doesn't make all lies suddenly okay. That's it. I'm done. I actually had no idea how I was going to challenge this one until you started talking, (laughs) which is that you bring up a good point, which is like sometimes we lie um, for ourselves, if that makes sense. Like we tell a lie because only in doing so can we get a need met for ourselves, like to stay home from work, or I've certainly been guilty of when people are like, can you show up to this thing? Being like, no, I have this other thing. I don't have another thing, but I just need a day at home. Yeah. (laughs) And that's felt better than saying, "Eh, nah, I just don't want to come. So I've lied in that way, but that's a lie. Like it's a, 
I don't know, a self-protective lie mm -hmm. <laughs> in a way, um, which doesn't necessarily make it right, but that's a different lie than a lie that's, in, you know, that relates to another person, that mm -hmm. relates to, like, I don't know, like you said, the hiding an affair. Like, that's a very different kind of lie. I don't even know or how to, like, label it you can even lie, actually lie about other people. Like, so-and-so slept with her husband's brother. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lies that really in rope in others. Yes. <laughs> Either, yeah, lies about them or lying or lying to, to them protect an when... immoral thing. Maybe that's the maybe yes. that's the difference you're saying. Because most lies, not all, because obviously you can't just be lying about someone else. But most lies about ourselves are quote unquote self protective. But sometimes right. they're protecting something that deserves to be protected, and yep. sometimes they're protecting things that don't deserve to be protected. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to like challenging this, it's kind of like looking at you know why are you lying? And how could that lie, like, is that lie going to make your relationships, you know, negative? Or is it kind of protecting your relationships? Like with you, Kate, that's protecting your relationship with your employer. Yep. <laughs> with me, that's protecting my relationships with my friends by not giving them the cold, hard truth. Like, no, your party sounds boring. That's why I'm not coming. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, they're very different. So and, you know, think I about it. I think consequences matter a lot, too. Just to go back to my first example of, no, I did not sleep with yeah. your brother. Well, now, who are you talking to? Um, if mm -hmm. you think your spouse catching you sleeping with their brother, would the spouse would murder you? Yeah, lie about that. Thank you. Right, so it's also not only what are the consequences of telling it, but what are the consequences of not telling it? And yep. what is in the, what is good? <laughs> yep, this is true. Oh, my turn. Okay. Last one. Last one. Dun, da, 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 da. All right. Um, getting what I want is more important than how I get it. The ends really do justify the means. Yeah, my first response is to say no to this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and, and I think it's something, too, where, like, sometimes we want something and we just... I don't know, we automatically assume we can't get it or we like don't even try or we don't we don't give ourselves the self-respect to try for the things that we want. And I think it is important to try. And I I don't know, I just when I hear like <laughs> it's more important than how I get it, the ends really do justify the means. I just imagine like hurting other people along the way like that's what comes to mind for me of like basically this idea that like you don't care who you hurt yep you're just going to get whatever you want and it's important to try to get what you want <laughs> while doing your best to make sure that you're not burning bridges or hurting people along the way either like I want to believe that there's a way to have both those things of like you can get what you want and not be a dick to everyone in order to get there <laughs> you can have it all that's my challenge there like uh, you can get what you want don't hurt other people in the process it's possible it's maybe possible hopefully possible I don't know yeah um okay all right what's different I don't know it I, I'm 
just so, I lean so hard into moral ambiguity that any kind of absolute just immediately is hard for me. Because all I want to be is like, well, sometimes yes, but most of the time no. That's, <laughs> that's which is not a real strong challenge to <laughs> do something. But sometimes yes, but most of the time no, right? There are, there. Are, well, and I don't know, maybe the want is the word that makes it all the time no. I don't know that the ends, like that you can really stretch the ends justifying the means very far for something you want. It might be a little bit different for something you literally need, right? Or or mm -hmm. other kinds of actions in the universe. Um, but right. pursuing something you just want, probably never morally justifiable to just trample anyone and anything in your path to get to it. Yeah. Yep. So guard your guard yeah. your morals, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, before we wrap up, um, I figured maybe we could each say if there was one on here that really stands out to us as like, this is our hardest one, because I think we did that with the emotion regulation yeah. ones. Um, I'm trying to look back more towards the beginning. <sighs> I'm torn between like, I still sometimes find myself believing number four, which is if I ask for something or say no, I can't stand mm. it if someone gets upset with me. And number six. Mm -hmm. which is making requests is a really pushy, bad, self-centered, selfish thing to do. I I still struggle with both of those at times. Me um, too. And you know what else we have in common, Michelle? What is that, Kate? We're both cisgendered ladies in America. Knows a theme That there? is very, very true, right? We've been socialized this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. I just noticed um, that and I was like, yep. <laughs> Yeah, like there are reasons for why those two are maybe the ones that we both struggle with. Um, and again, like for myself, I do just try to remind myself and, it, and it's gotten better. My own personal therapy has very, very much helped with this. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, if someone gets upset with me, it doesn't mean that I did anything wrong by asking and that, you know, I have a right to say what I would like, you know. So it's a work in progress, but I've come a long way with those two myths, even if they're still the ones that linger for me the most. I like it. Um, I was thinking, well, both of those are pretty true for me too, but just to go outside the box, um, as much as I might have, because I'm feeling, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling today. The, <laughs> I was going to say spicy. I don't know. Um, but if I, if I really, if I'm really honest with myself and with others, I actually struggle. I do struggle with numbers 13 and 14, uh, which are, I shouldn't have to ask or say no. They should know what I want and do it. And they should have known that their behavior would hurt my feelings. I shouldn't have to tell them. Those are, those are ones that I, I struggle with, especially in romantic relationships. Um, I think part of this comes from um, my upbringing. The part of how I was raised a lot by one of my parents was that I should know what they want and or what would hurt them and not behave that way. Right. So that, that was kind of expected of me. And I think I have unfortunately internalized that a bit as moving through the world. Um, so I do. I have to I have to really remind myself that people aren't psychic and that even I think I like Michelle. I think one of your point. This was your point to one of those. I don't remember which one. But you know, not everyone's going to remember everything <laughs> that you tell them. Uh, and also, people can do things that they know are going to hurt my feelings without that being the goal or the intention. Yeah. So that's uh, you know one of some of my um, 
challenges to both of those are ones that I use personally um, for myself to try and help with those myths because they they definitely show up for me. Um, the only other one that I think sort of resonated for me was the I don't deserve to get what I want or need. Um, but that also is sort of a remnant of oh, the very of first one. stuff. Yep, number one. Yeah. Because um, I can feel very undeserving at times. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Ooh, I get to do the shameless self-promotion. No, you do homework first, then I do shameless I'm going to do homework first, but then you are correct. Then you are doing the shameless <gasps> self-promotion. We decided that last episode. It's Kate's <laughs> turn to be in the awkward hot seat to say <laughs> all the things we're asking of you guys. Um, but first, I'll talk about homework. So very similar to when we did the emotion regulation myths, um, we're going to post this in the Facebook group. If you to look back over, we do not expect you to have actually <laughs> held on to or stored all of those as we were going over all 24. But, you know, to look over this list again and to notice which one is your biggest myth. And then to try to catch yourself when you are telling yourself that myth. Um, and again, telling yourself that myth, <laughs> it may not look word for word as DBT puts it, but see if you're getting at the heart of what that myth is saying. See if you find yourself saying things like, well, there's, they should know what I want, or, you know, I can't ask for that, or whatever it is. Just notice yourself talk around what your myth is that you struggle with the most and see how you can replace it with something more effective to tell yourself. So that's the homework for this week. Okay, Kate. All right, all right. Do it. I'm ready. So first <laughs> and foremost, please consider um, contributing to our Patreon account, which is www.patreon.com slash dbtandme. Um, we're putting new products up, I was going to say all the time, it's not quite true, but regularly on the Etsy shop. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> thought you meant on the Patreon at first, so I was like, hmm. what does that even mean, Kate? No, she's fucking yeah. it up her first time. Um, <laughs> Etsy, which is www.etsy.com, and then you just search for DBT and me, all one word. Uh, please take some time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And last but ever so much not least, uh, send us some emails at dbtandmepodcast at gmail.com. Right? Beautiful, Kate. Yay! Yes. You did awesome. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for dealing with our shameless self-promotion. Um, we're getting better about it. And yep. it just, yeah, I think Michelle said something about this last time but it just makes us squee with happiness i tell you every time someone buys a thing or becomes a patreon it makes us all wiggly yeah. and happy and and I or think, just emails us like oh we got God. this super nice email recently that was just kind of like thank you for your radical acceptance episode and i was like you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh good i'm glad it was helpful like at anything you guys do no we, I, I mean it's all very i mean i know just we're just it. totally derailed for half a moment but it's still super surreal to me like this idea that people listen to me swearing in multiple countries. It's so yep. weird and I appreciate it. As weird and surreal as it feels, it boosts my self-esteem and I feel all excited and wiggly and happy about it. So thanks yep. for listening. All of you in Australia, we I see know. you. I know. We, you guys are winning. <laughs> you guys, you guys love us and we love you. All right. Time for a closing moment or something. Yeah, that. Yep, let's do it. That thing. The thing we do at the end. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited. To, no offense 
listeners, but to be done recording today as my head hurts. <laughs> We're almost there. I too am human. All right, here we are. <clears throat> All right. So, as always, take a moment to just settle in wherever you are. This could be sitting or laying down, standing, whatever feels comfortable and right for you in the moment. And if you're comfortable and safe to do so, I invite you to go ahead and close your eyes. Now take a moment and just focus in on your breathing. It's just about tuning in, just about paying attention. You don't have to breathe any more deeply or any more slowly than you are naturally. It's just about letting your breath focus you in, bring you in, into the moment and into your body. So now I'm going to go ahead and invite you to think back through some of the myths and some of the challenges that Michelle and I went over in the course of this last episode. If you can, bring to mind one that really stood out for you. Was there a myth where you went, ooh, that's me, and it really resonated? If so, take a moment and bring that myth to mind. If you don't remember any specifics or you don't remember resonating with one, take a moment and introspect. See if you can think of a myth that you tell yourself. A good hint would be if it's something that's absolute, something that has no wiggle room. That's a good hint that something might be a myth. Or is it just something that you recognize you say to yourself a lot when you're trying to ask for something or get a need met or build a relationship? Once you have that myth held firmly in your mind, I'd like you to also decide on a challenge. Now, this can be a challenge that Michelle or I said over the course of the episode, or it can be something that's all your own. Take a moment to bring it to mind and ideally shorten it into one sentence, something that you can think repeatedly without having to do too much hard remembering. So I'm just going to give you a moment here to really solidify both what your myth is and what your challenge is going to be for that myth. Now, if you have that challenge in mind, I want you to start repeating it to yourself, just gently, over and over again in your mind. And if possible, I'd love for you to synchronize this with your breathing. This might involve breathing a little bit more deeply or a little bit more slowly than you were naturally. But really just focus in on breathing in as you say your challenge and then just letting your breath out again. And breathing in as you say your challenge and then releasing your breath again. And just take a moment and repeat through this cycle. You're building a mantra right now. You're building something that you can use to reassure yourself, something you can use to challenge yourself. And by repeating it over and over, 
And you're helping to build those connections in your mind to this challenge. You're making it easier for yourself to remember later on. This is rehearsal. And this is practice. And this is building a verbal talisman that you can carry with you out into the world. And that you can use to support yourself. That you can use to challenge this myth that may be hurting you or holding you back. So I'd love for you to go ahead and do three more repetitions of your breath in with your challenge and your gentle release at the end of that. And when you're done with your three breaths, as per usual, I'm just going to start by doing some stretches, some rolling of your shoulders, some rolling of your neck, just welcoming yourself out of your mind and back into your body back into the room and into the present moment. And hopefully you have that challenge to take with you and back out into the world as we wrap up for the day. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, everyone. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.